How's it going, everybody? How you doing? Good? So that's what we've been talking about for the last few weeks. If you've been here, we've been in this series called Like, and we've been talking about different relationships. Who's been here all four weeks of the series? Raise your hand. Sweet. You guys are, are, are uh, faithful. Um, so check it out. We have been talking about all these different kinds of relationships, and that the skit kind of showed all these different types of relationships we've been talking about. We've been trying to define the relationship with God, define our relationship with our families, define our relationship with our friends, and this week um, we're talking about the fun one, right, that everyone loves to talk about, or maybe you hate to talk about it, but we are talking about relationships with the opposite sex, so like dating, ooh, okay, um, has anybody, can we just get it out there in the beginning here, has anybody ever had a real DTR in your life, it's cool if you have, raise your hand, okay, you don't have to be shy, like I have, like they're fun, and then later they're awesome, um, so I'm going to tell you a story. Eww, that's like nails on a chalkboard. Um, I'm going to tell a story of my uh, my really one and only DTR. Um, it was with a girl that, um, which is good, uh, but <laughs> wow, uh, it was with a, a girl that we won't just for like the sake of like in case she ever hears the podcast or something crazy. Uh, we're just going to call her Ferret Girl, okay? And um, not because she looked like a ferret, because. Yeah, but because she actually owned a ferret, and I'm going to get there in a minute. So me and Ferret Girl are, um, are, are dating, but it was not like, it was totally one of those random things, and maybe you've been there, maybe not, but like um, when I first uh, became a Christian, uh, I started going to church, right, and, um, and I had like all these friends here, and then when I became a Christian, like we talked about last week, I was like, dang, I don't know if I can hang out with these people so much anymore. So I started hanging out with, like, these people at church. And maybe it's like this here at Refuge, but, like, if a new guy comes, starts coming to Refuge, all the girls are like, eh, there's a new guy. We've never seen him before. Okay? So that was, that was how it was, though. And I wasn't, I was nothing special. Like, no, not like that or anything. Um, but anyways, I was, I was, you know, the guy, skinny, long black hair. You guys heard the story. And so, but anyways, I'm like this guy, and I, I play guitar. I don't know if that's cool for girls anymore, but, like, for these girls, it was, like, cool. So, like, I started kind of getting some attention from these girls. And this one girl, ferret girl, her and I was more like, hi. Hey. Okay, cool, let's date. And so we, like, start dating. And it's stupid. Like, we don't even know, you don't even know each other. It's like, you like me, I like you, let's start dating. And so we start dating, um, and then I don't even know, a couple weeks after our relationship even starts, um, uh, I, I'm like on, on my way to her house, maybe like, I don't know, pick her up for a date or something. And, uh, and, I, and I call her, and I'm like, hey, I don't know, I'm excited to hang out with you or something tonight. And she's just like, we can't hang out tonight. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, okay, and I get there, and she opens the door, and she's just like, Ah! And I'm like, oh, man. And no joke, this girl um, was totally heartbroken because her pet ferret died, like, that day. Oh, all the girls. Um, and, and, and I, and it was one of those things where she's like, ah! And, and, she's, and I'm like, what, what's, what's, what's wrong? And she's like, my pet ferret died! And I'm like, Pfft. Because, like, that's a weird sentence, you know? And, and, and I'm like, uh, okay. And she's just like, you've had her for this many years. And I was just like, okay. So we do the whole, like, sit-down thing. And the whole time I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, she's, I mean, I'm talking, like, sobbing. She is so, and maybe, I, I apologize to any parrot, parrot? To any ferret pet owners here, um, but this was, this is a big deal, and so anyways, I wasn't very good at being that, like, consoling boyfriend, um, so I don't know what happened, I left and laughed the whole way home, or whatever, and, like, the next day, she calls me, and she's like, hey, 
Hey, what's up? We need to talk. We're talking? No, like you need to come over. And I'm like, oh, no, this is it. This is what I've heard about. And so we do the whole sit-down thing. She's just like, Scott, explain to me. What are we? I'm a guy. You're a girl. No, come on. You know what I mean. <laughs> what are we? Like, what is this? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. You know, we know each other for a couple of weeks, and, and we're dating, and you're like, you're my girlfriend. And like She's like, I just need to think we need to take a break. And we just need to, we just need to, I don't know, we just need to not hang out anymore. And I was just like, okay. I was really bad back then. And so I just kind of get up and leave. And then no joke, I'm just kind of like, okay, whatever. And the next, like two days later, she's just like calls me, hey. Like, hey, we need to talk. Like, whoa, 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 we're not going to do this whole thing again. Like, we broke up. And thank the Lord Jesus that, like, I don't know how much longer, but I met my wife, Candace. And what's funny, funny story, true, true, okay, she and Ferret Girl are, like, really good friends. Like, really good friends. And so, like, when I first meet her, um, and, and I'm like, oh, you're friends with Ferret Girl. And she's just like, yeah, we're, like, go way back. We're best friends, or we're really good friends. And I'm like, uh, do you own a ferret or anything, like, crazy? <laughs> and... and Thank God, Candace is awesome, and is she back there like, what? Oh, yeah, she is. I hate when she gives me that look. Anyways, um, whatever. Uh, so she, she and Ferret Girl were friends, and then I, I found her. But here's the deal. We all had DTR, and that is, or some of us, and that's the heart of tonight. That's the goal of tonight is we want to take a few minutes, and we want to talk about this thing that all of you guys are either walking in or want to walk in or have walked in, and we want to define the relationship. What, what is a dating relationship or, or whatever you want to call it, courting or getting ready for marriage or whatever you want to call it? How do we define it? And so um, Facebook, we've been kind of modeling this whole thing off Facebook, and uh, you guys know how it is. You can have relationship statuses. So, like, mine says married to Candace Worthington, and maybe yours says in a relationship with blank. Um, and there's this one, you guys all see where it's going because the, the talk title. Um, it's complicated, right? Um, and I'm not going to ask for a show of hands who ha- who's ever had that status. But, um, and here's the thing. That's, <laughs> what? Oh, okay, awesome. Uh, it's cool. You're just open about it. It's cool. Um, but here's the thing tonight is we... I kind of feel for you because I was, I was where you guys with the fair girl story. I was there at some point. Um, and, and it really is, if we're talking about this whole relationship with the opposite sex thing and dating, it really is like complicated, especially for the people in the room that would say, man, I, I'm a Christian and I, I try to follow Jesus in my whole life. It really is kind of this muddy water, complicated thing. That, like, you're trying to follow Jesus, but then you're trying to also, like, get a date or something. And you're trying to, like, figure out who you're going to marry, especially if you're older and you're, like, trying to figure out this whole dating thing. And it really is complicated. Like, it's, it's confusing and it makes your head hurt. And that's why it's, 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 a, it's worthy to talk about tonight. So um, here's the plan um, that we're going to talk about tonight. I'm going to read a portion of Scripture. And I just want to say right off the bat, this, uh, this portion of Scripture is not, like, the normal dating Scripture um, it's something that I came across this week, though, that I really think is valuable. And then what I'm going to do is, because we did a, a dating talk about six months ago uh, in a series that we did called Fiction. And one of, the, one of the things I got back for feedback is that I wish, Scott, it was cool and all, but I wish you would have talked to the guys for a minute and then the girls for a minute. I wish you would have kind of separated, not like go to a different room, but like a lot, you know, some of your talk is geared towards the guys and some of your talk is geared towards the girls. So that's the plan tonight is that... Um, I'm gonna, we're going to kind of dissect this portion of scripture for a minute, and then I want to talk specifically to the dudes, and then I want to talk specifically to the ladies, and I kind of want to just 
specifically hone in on you and, and your, and, and don't worry, I talked to my wife and, and I asked some other girls about this, so it's not like I'm just kind of going for it with you ladies. But uh, so here's what I want to do. First though, I, I want, because I really believe this. I really believe that tonight, maybe, maybe you are looking for some, some define the relationship in this area of your life. Maybe you are, you don't, you're not really there yet, but you really want to figure out a way to get prepared and get a good handle on this thing before you walk in it. So here's what I want to do. I want to pray before we read the scripture. And here's what I want you to do. I want you, if that would be you tonight, that you would say, man, I really want to get a hold of this thing because I don't really know a lot about it. Like Scott said, it's complicated. I'm trying to follow Jesus, but I'm also trying to figure this thing out. And so tonight, if you just want God to kind of speak, when, as I'm praying, would you just ask him for that? Would you say, God, I want you to speak to me tonight. I want you to speak through this whole thing and this, this scripture we're going to read. And I want you to really change me tonight because I want to be ready. And I want to make this thing less complicated than it is. So let's pray tonight as we, uh, as we jump in. God, thank you for refuge. God, thank you for um, a bunch of students in the room tonight. God, I pray as we talk for a few minutes about dating, and about relationships with the opposite sex. God, I pray you use me. God, get me out of the way and speak tonight to the students who really want to hear it. God, open students' hearts tonight. God, may your word go forth into their lives and change them. God, everyone in the room who wants that, God, I pray they would, you, would, you would meet that. And we, and we ask in confidence and ask expecting, God, that you will do that. You're awesome tonight. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your Bible, flip open to Psalm 37. It's going to be on the screen. Who, by the way, who bought your on your, own, on your own books? Raise your hand. Nobody? Okay, the sixth grade girls. Oh, we got a couple more. Awesome. Seventh grade, sorry. Um, I know, sorry. Uh, Psalm 37 tonight. Psalm 37. Here's the deal. We've talked about the Psalms before, but here's the Psalms. The Psalms are awesome. The Psalms are a collection of these songs and poetry and all these different things um, that people are just crying out to God, right? God, he's just, they're just crying out to God and asking, and they're crying out to God in times of anger, in times of hurt, in times of sorrow and pain. And this is where this, this Psalm comes out of, Psalm 37. And like I said, um, it's, it's, very, it's very different than the relationships passage you may have heard before. Um, so here we go. Psalm 37, starting in verse 1. Here's what it says. Come on the screen. Don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. For like grass, they soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they soon wither. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take the light in the Lord. He will give you your heart's desire. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the, ju- and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. How epic is this sounding? Um, verse 7. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. You probably never heard that in like a, a dating talk. Here's what I want to do. Verse 3. Who has, um, anybody, look at, look at like the spine of your, of your Bible real quick. I need a, I need a different, chance, another different, what do you got here? NIV, okay. 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 I need a, anybody have an NASB? NASB's in the house. Who is that? I can't tell. Brittany, read that really, really loud. Everyone listen to verse 3 from the NASB because I love how it puts it. Verse 3, NASB, Brittany, go. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate 
faithfulness. Does anybody know what the word cultivate means? Raise your hand. Really? Okay. I didn't really, I kind of knew, but I didn't really know. Okay. So um, I'm from Las Vegas. Um, and so I don't, I don't know anything about farming. Okay. I don't know if other people who are from Vegas know anything about farming. So I asked my friend Micah, who you guys all know, and Micah lived in the sticks and they didn't like have any electricity or anything where he lived. So, um, so he knows a lot about farming, right? Cause that's all they do. They just sit around and farm. Um, and, uh, anyways, uh, so Mike, I brought Mike in my office this week and I said, dude, tell me about farming. Cause we're looking at Psalm 37. It's got all these crazy cool things. Like it says, trust in the Lord and do good. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him. All these like kind of preparing type things, these waiting type things, this, hey, it all has to do with Jesus type things. But there's this thing in verse three that kind of has to do with farming. Hit me with that. I don't really know anything about it. What's the, what's, what has to do with farming? He goes, here's, here's what they would do. In farming, you don't just go and throw, like me from Las Vegas, I would like walk out to the desert with like, um, with like the cooked sunflower seeds you buy at the store and like walk out and like throw them on the ground and like sit back in a chair and be like, all right, go, grow, right? And because I'm from Vegas and I don't know anything about farming and I, I would have no idea, if you gave me like some soil and like seeds, I would have absolutely no idea what to do. And so Micah explained to me that you have to till the ground, right? Farmers know what I'm talking about. Any farmers in the house? You don't have electricity either. Um, so, yeah, you can't play Farmville or whatever. Um, you're not a real farmer, poser. Um, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, anyways, so you till the ground. Like basically, like those big machines do it, or you can do it with like this, this thing. And, and basically, it, it, it flips the dirt over and gets the dirt ready for crops ready for things to be put in there to make it grow right like this is this is how you cultivate the land you go out and you figure out how to get all the 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 land ready and then you put seeds in it and you say okay go but here's the deal back when this was written and back in the bible times here's what they had to do they had to get like their whole family out there and they had to really till the ground and get it all ready to go and then they would plant a bunch of seeds and here's what they would do they would get it all ready and say okay if you think we got it okay cool and they would come over here and the only thing they could do is do what verse one through seven says they do this they trust in the Lord and do good. They take delight in the Lord and help you, and he will give you your heart's desire. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him. That's all they could do. There wasn't like all the charts and graphs and ways to do it. They knew what they knew as humans, and so they cultivated the land. And then they sat back here and said, God, if you're going to make anything happen with this seeds that we put down and this soil that we try to pre- prepare, you need to do it because we can't do it. You say, okay, that's cool, but where is this going? And some of you guys are maybe catching it. As we approach dating relationships, here's what I want to say right on the start. As we approach the opposite sex and dating relationships, we must, must cultivate the land. When we walk into relationships like I did with the ferret girl, right? When we walk into relationships just out of whim, just kind of doing our thing like, hey, you like me, I like you, you're hot, I'm hot, let's do this. And we start dating and we start texting and like, okay, cool, you want to have the DTR and we can figure it out and then we go on one date and next thing you know we're dating. Most of the time, and I can't speak for every time, but I can almost guarantee you that most of the time that will not produce anything worth anything. Just like if I walked out in the desert, threw some seed on the ground, sat down and said, grow, where are you at? Crops, let's do this. It's the same thing with us. 
But we approach relationships with the opposite sex. Like I want something, you know, I want like the love story and the, and the meaningful thing. And we walk into relationships just throwing seed on the ground, hoping to get something, hoping to, 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 to produce a crop. That's why I love Psalm 37 because it says, listen, cultivate the land. Prepare for these relationships. Cultivate for these relationships. And so tonight as we, I talk specifically to the guys for a minute, I want to first give a statement for all of us. And I really thought a lot about this. And uh, even I was talking to my wife today, and, and, I, and I was letting her know about my talk, and she even said, that's, that's great, I've never really heard you say that, and because I never really thought about it until this week when I was studying for this. Like, wow, this is true. And it's, it's listen, it affects me, right? Married three years, been with the same girl for seven years. It affects me. Like, I was looking at my marriage and saying, dude, I see this. And here's the statement, and, and this is true. This is one of those, write it on your arm or your, or your I don't know, your leg if you have to. This is like a huge deal. Here's, what, here's the statement I want to give you tonight before we talk specifically to the guys and the girls. My relationships today impact my relationships forever. Maybe tonight you are 12 or you are 18 or you're in your 20s and you're one of our leaders. My relationships today, including mine, my relationships when I was your age, impact my relationships forever does anybody ever i used to um i used to love playing with dominoes did you guys ever do that where you like you set up dominoes like off your kitchen table and like they go down your chair or something and then they go all the way in your bedroom and then you're like okay this is it it's a big deal and you like hit it it's like and you just like chase it like yeah it's working this is awesome it goes all over the place they had like commercials it was really big there for a minute like people thought this is really cool you just set up a bunch of dominoes and it all falls that's what I believe our relationships are like. And I, and I sought some advice, and I, I really believe that's true tonight, is that the first domino affects the last domino. So for you, maybe you're 14, maybe you're 17, and you've been in a relationship, or you're in a relationship, or you're thinking about getting in a relationship, and you think that you're kind of a kid, and you can kind of just walk in this thing and do this thing, and it doesn't really affect when I want to grow up. It does. It really, really does. The things, I carried stuff from Ferret Girl, and I carried emotions and thoughts and other things from all these other relationships into my marriage. This is me being kind of transparent real quick. I was blessed by Jesus, and I really am. This isn't making me light of it. I really do thank God I was Candace's first boyfriend. So for her, she didn't really, I mean, she had other relationships in her life with, like, friends and family, but as far as, like, the dating relationship, I didn't have to, to have all these other ones in her past. But I got up to the altar that day with some, with some past, with some junk. And this isn't to guilt trip anybody. Look, God is awesome. God forgives. But it's good to know that my relationships today impact my relationships forever. How you walk in your relationships, whether that's a texting relationship with somebody or you're kind of flirting and you're not really sure how this is going to work or you're full on dating somebody or maybe you're dating somebody and you're doing things you don't really want to do in that relationship, that will impact your relationships forever. And some of you guys have experienced that. And so tonight as we kind of talk to the guys specifically and then the girls, I just want you, us all to be on the same page there. That my relationships today, your relationships today, will impact the relationships you have forever. So the dudes, I want to talk to you for a minute. And then ladies, you can, you can maybe, I don't know, you can take the notes if you want. You can just listen for your brothers or whatever. 
Um, so here's the deal, guys. Every, every day, and, and I hope that you guys are on the same page with this on me. What? Uh, what? They're all on the same page as I am. Jeez. Couldn't get it out. Um, every day in our culture, every morning you wake up, every morning that you wake up and I wake up as dudes in the world, we go to school. Not like Del Webb or LMCA, but we go to a school of our culture. We are learning things. We are being trained in certain ways. And here's, here's what I really believe that right now our culture is kind of teaching us. And if we're not careful, we're going to buy into it. And we're not even going to know we're being taught it. Is this, that girls are just an object. That girls are nothing more than an object. That the way they're sung about, and especially in Las Vegas, right, we see girls as objects on billboards all the time. Or you flip on the TV and we see girls as objects all the time. It's basically like a Netflix, right? Netflix lovers in the house. I love Netflix. Yeah, woo, yeah, we love Netflix, dang. Um, but check it out, and this is serious. The culture's teaching us that girls are like Netflix. There's some that are watched instantly, and you can, you can just pull them up and watch them whenever you want, and you just use them. There's some you maybe got to wait for. Maybe you got to pursue a little bit, right? You got to, like, add them to a queue, and then they get in line, and they get in, into your mailbox, right? And then you watch the DVD, and you use the DVD, and then you put it back, and you say, okay, I'm done with that one. Next one. And we don't want to admit it, but that's what we learn, that girls are just an object. And, and our thinking is, and I thought this even before this week when I started doing some studying, is we think that, like, it always, it never used to be like this. It's, it's just getting so much worse. But as I was studying this week, I found out that's not true. Way, way back in, like, the first century, girls were like an object. Like, for instance, my, my wife is pregnant with a little girl. We're naming, naming her Avery, Right? But if I was a Roman soldier, check this out, this is crazy. If I was a Roman soldier, as soon as Candace gave birth to a baby girl, I would say, okay, cool, and I would throw her in the trash can. That's how Roman soldiers, I don't need a girl, I need guys. I need guys to rise up and fight for my army. I don't need girls. And, and guys, they used to have numerous women, and it, the girls really were an object. And then this guy named Jesus Christ steps on the scene. And Jesus changed everything. And that's where we read in the Bible where Jesus is actually hanging out with women. We never think that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. That Jesus is actually stooping beside women caught in adultery. Jesus is actually at, at a well with a woman who has five husbands and he is talking with her. And he's even offering to drink after her. This is huge. People are freaking out that Jesus came on the scene and all of a sudden wants to hang out with girls. That doesn't happen. And so Jesus' disciples go off and they start multiplying and now we're here because of it, right? But now we've kind of done this thing where we, we're going back to this thought that girls are just for guys like us to use and abuse and when we're done with them, we're done with them. And that's what we, that's the culture that we're living in. And so tonight I want to, I want to give us a few, just, just like bullet points, Things that you, I think, is guys, if you're serious about, man, I, I don't want to learn that school. I don't want to enroll in that school. I, wanna, I know that, that God's called me to something different. Or maybe, maybe you're not even there tonight. Maybe you're not even at, like, the God thing yet. But you just know that you're not really wanting to f- treat women like objects. So this week, I kind of came up with three things, and I had some help with some other people. Coming up with a few things that I think we can do as dudes to not let that happen in our, in our head. 
as we learn to cultivate the land like we were talking about, as we learn to walk into relationships, not even, not even just with other girls like we're trying to date, but like our moms and our sisters and, and these types of things and our, and, and our teachers and our grandmas and all these women in our lives. And so here they are tonight. Here's the first responsibility that I, I want you guys to take note of. First responsibility is this. You have a responsibility as a guy to honor God's daughters. Every single girl that has ever existed and ever will exist is a daughter of God. If we really eat that up tonight, that'll change the way we view things. That means your mom is a daughter of God and your sister is a daughter of God and that girl you think is hot is a daughter of God and that girl that thinks you're hot but you don't think it's hot is a daughter of God and that girl who's texting you that you think is really annoying is a daughter of God and that girl on the computer screen is a daughter of God and every girl in your life, guys, is a daughter of God. That'll change some things. I was thinking this week, man, how can we... How can we figure out how to honor God's daughters? And I thought of something kind of funny, but I think it'll work. What if you treated every girl like your grandma? Think about it. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I have a really good relationship with my grandma. I come over and it's like, hey, grandma. It's like all like, oh, you're so awesome. You're so wise. You're such a grandma. I'm not like, dang, girl, turn around. Woo! (laughs) Grandma. Dang, girl. I don't do that. I don't know if you do that. Seriously, though, what if we treated every girl like our grandma? We honor them like I honor my grandma. Maybe you don't honor your grandma. Maybe you should start honoring your grandma. But I treat every girl like my grandmother. That I really want to honor her. I think she's awesome, and I know she's a daughter of God. She's an older daughter of God, that's for sure, but she's a daughter of God. And I want to honor her. Because it's my responsibility as a guy. My responsibility as a man. You know, some of you, like, some of you might be a little boyish in here because you're younger. But here's the deal. You're growing up to be men. And men have a responsibility to honor God's daughters. Here's the second one. As we try to figure out how to approach this dating relationship thing, we need to renew our thinking. We, don't need to own, we not only need to honor God's daughters, we need to renew our thinking. Here's what that means. is as we go to school every day, We're being fed all this junk. And renewing our thinking means you consciously saying, hey, I'm going to renew my thinking. I'm going to, like, take this brain out that I've been learning all this stuff, and I'm going to renew my thinking. And here's what that means. That means being smart about the stuff you let in. So I'm just going to, like, put myself out there for a minute and say this. If you have a, a really practical way to renew your thinking, if you have any song on your iPod that says the B word, says whore, says ho, says any other thing like that in, in reference to God's daughters, just delete it. Like, oh man, that's, 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 that's so-and-so, I love them. Listen, you're putting that in your ears, and whether you like it or not, you're going to school to learn that that's how you treat God's daughters. What? That's how you teach God's daughters. As B-words, as whores, as hoes. And whether you know it or not, you're starting to learn that language. And you're starting to act that way, even in the littlest ways you don't even realize. Listen, I, I've been there. I've seen that. Same thing with movies. If, you're, if you're, all you're wanting to do is watch, like, even if they're the really funny movies, the really funny movies that only objectify women, and it's all about a chase to get somebody in bed, and all these other things, these funny movies that we all love, throw them away. Don't go see it. 
Because all it's doing is getting stuff in your head about God's daughters. And we're called as men to honor them and renew our thinking. If you have friends that all they want to do is talk about viewing girls as objects and talking about girls as objects, get new friends. If you're serious about following after God and figuring out how to honor his daughters, I promise you that's not the right way to go. Here's the last one for the guys. Cultivate the land. See, we already talked about that one. But specifically for the guys, here's how you cultivate the land. If you're serious about wanting to, to fall in love and to get in a relationship with a girl that's going to last and the whole, you know, we love each other, we're going to get married type thing, cultivating the land for you means the way you view girls right now, the way you handle the stuff on the Internet, the way you honor God's daughters right now, the way you talk about them, the way you view them, the way you act around them. Every single day we have a chance as guys to cultivate the land. Ladies in the house, where you at? (laughs) Check it out. Every single day, you're in school too. Every day when you wake up, you're being taught something too. And here's what you're being taught as girls. And you're being taught a lot of stuff, but here's one of the specific things I think is huge right now. Is you're being taught, hey, this is what a woman is. This is what a woman looks like. This is what a woman acts like. This is what a woman dresses like. And if you don't match up to that woman, you fail. If you don't look like her and have all the same sizes as her and you don't act like her and wear the same exact brands as her or whatever, or the things that are on the billboards and the magazines and the TV shows, if you don't look like that, then you're kind of a lower level. You're a girl, but you're not, you're not yet that woman of the world. And that starts really getting inside of you girls in your minds. A lot of you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, you really, you view that and you say, man, I never said that, but I think that sometimes. So I want to give you guys, I think, three responsibilities that you guys have as we figure out how to approach the defining the relationship with the opposite sex. Here's the first one. The first one for you girls is to require honor. Require honor not only of other guys, but require honor of yourself. Requiring honor of other guys is this. Don't hang around those guys that are not honoring you. Don't let guys talk to you the way that maybe they're talking to you. Don't let guys look at you maybe the way they're looking at you or talk about you and and it's all fun and games. Don't let them do that. Require honor as women of God. Second one is honor yourself. By the way you dress, are you requiring honor of yourself? As you walk out of the house, are you requiring honor of yourself as a daughter of God? By the way you talk around your, your guy friends, by the way you text back and forth your guy friends, by the way you act around your friends or maybe like more than friends of your guy friends, are you requiring honor of yourself? Second one, and I think this is, this is one that I've seen a lot for girls, is to stop making excuses. So many times... You meet these girls who maybe come to refuge and you, you know that they really love God. And next thing you know, they show up with these guys. And you're just kind of like, where did this guy come from? And you're just like, well, he says he believes in God. And uh, he likes the Narnia movies and those are Christian. Um, this, this is an actual, this is stuff I made up. If you've ever said this, I'm sorry. I'm not calling you out or anything. Uh, you know, like we talk one time about the Bible and... He says he thinks it's cool. 
Um, and we make excuses for these dudes. But if they're not honoring you as God's daughter and they're not pursuing you, here's the deal, I'm only going to say it and you may hate me and whatever. Listen, if they're not passionate about Jesus, you shouldn't be even close to them. I'm just going to kind of throw it out there. Maybe that's just me, but I think that's biblical. If they're not passionate about Jesus, they can't truly be passionate about you. They can't truly be passionate about living in a relationship with you that you deserve. So stop making excuses for these guys. And the last one is like the guys, cultivate the land. For you as girls, that's what this means. Requiring honor. And, and as, you, as you are around guys, how are you cultivating the land for your future relationships? How are you cultivating the land for God's best for you? How are you acting and talking and texting to the guys in your life to cultivate the land? I'm going to ask the band to come up tonight. And as they come up, I want, to, I want to read one more passage of Scripture. We're not going to talk about it, but I want to kind of tie it together tonight. And this is the one a lot of you guys have probably heard, right? It's the love, it's the love Scripture. But as we close this series tonight, I think it's a good way to kind of tie all this stuff together. And here's, here's what it says. You don't have to flip there, but it's going to be on the screen. Here's what it says. Put that on the screen. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not arrogant. does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes. Love always perseveres. We've heard that maybe at a wedding. That was read, I think, at my wedding. We've, we've heard that, right? That's the love chapter. And we look at all those and we say, man, we see the love stories and we see the, the things in the media and we see the, the music and the movies and we see all that. And we see in the Bible that even people who don't even believe in God, they love this because it's like so poetic and lovey. And we look at that and say, yeah, I want that. And I want that. And I want that for my wife. And you probably want that for your future husband or your future wife. But I, wanna, I don't want to try to speak into it because our pastor did a great job of it. So if, you're, if, you, if you want to kind of go further in this thing, I want you guys all to log on HopeBaptistChurch.com sometime this week and listen to Pastor Vance's sermon on, on uh, relationship status, Mary. It's a couple weeks ago. And he takes every single one of these words and he breaks them down. And here's what he says in the very beginning. Hey, we look at that and we all want love. We all want to date and we want to be in love relationships or in marriage relationships where there's love and all this. But we look at that big old long list, and look, as a husband, I'm like, what? I don't know if I can do all that every day. I'm going to mess up. Pastor Vance said, yeah, that's the point. As you look at that list, and you can't do it, only in a relationship with Jesus could you do those things. And he'll do those things through you. He won't, he, you won't do those things. Jesus Christ will do those things through you. And so that's kind of how I want to end this series. Because tonight, maybe you're like, dude, he said some things that I'm like living in right now. Maybe you're in a relationship and maybe you messed up. Maybe you're in a relationship and some of the things that I listed, you're like, my boyfriend and my girlfriend isn't this, isn't this, isn't this. So in a minute, we're going to have some people in the back. Maybe you just want to pray with somebody tonight. 
Maybe if you're in a relationship or maybe you've been in a relationship where you maybe went too far and things got a little crazy and you weren't really comfortable with it and now that relationship's over and there's brokenness and there's hurt. We're just gonna have, we want some people in the back just to pray with you if you want. But as we've looked over the last few weeks, relationship with God, relationship with our families, relationship with friends, relationship with the opposite sex, here's the deal, guys. You cannot see any of those relationships correctly. You cannot define any of those relationships the way that they're defined in the Bible without a relationship with God. And so tonight as we sing, we're going to sing a song we know that says, God, your love never fails. You stay the same through the ages. Your love never changes. As you approach dating relationships tonight, I want to encourage you that you will never find satisfaction in another person other than Jesus Christ. And that's true for every every week of the series we've talked about. So tonight, I want to take some time. Maybe you just need to pray with somebody. We're going to be in the back. Maybe you just want to kneel down. Maybe you want to stand up and lift your hands. Whatever's good for you right now, we want you to do that. God is good tonight, and he's worthy of our worship. And would you just lift it up here for a few minutes as we sing this song that we know. So Jesus, you're awesome. God, thank you that it doesn't have to be complicated with you. God, this this complicated thing doesn't have to be so complicated when we cultivate the land. When we prepare and we realize that you've set a thing up in the Bible that we can walk in, a design that we can walk in. God, thank you that your love never fails tonight. Thank you that you stay the same forever. We just want to worship you, God.